This is a disclaimer. In this episode, we're going to heavily spoiler some episodes of Doctor Who. For example, season 7, 8, 9 maybe also? 4? And season 4. Of like New Who, of not New the Who, ones. not Classic Who. Why is there so much space? Why is my Dalek so far away? Why are you so far away? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Oh god! Are you alive? I'm alive! It's alive! Oh, that's perfect for the for the Halloween episode. Oh. True. All planned. <laughs> yeah. This is a scripted podcast. <laughs> uh, this has always been. I'm in a secret relationship. I'm not even in a secret relationship with Lord Byron. We've been married for 50,000 years. <laughs> I will take this. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and make it like as my I don't know as my <laughs> uh, as my sound when you write me something or something <laughs> like that ever wondered what will happen if a semi-stable scientist one a lab explosion away from being a supervillain teams up with a caffeine addicted screenwriter ready to fight the system well, buckle up, buckaroo, because we're about to dive right in to the madness of trans-dimensional travels. Take a seat in the front row as we take beloved movies from this dimension and pitch it with a completely different genre, thus creating a whole new classic. Hi, I'm Melz. Hi, I'm Professor Lito Amashi. And this is in another reality. <laughs> this, this, no, immediately no. The, the, that you said hey as well, just like, no. Wait, fuck. <laughs> We're starting over. <laughs> this is not okay. Last time me, this time you. What is happening? I didn't realize we were actually rolling. And then my brain was just like, oh, wait, shit. Hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Mouse. And I'm Professor Lito Almashi, and this is In Another Reality. A trans-dimensional journey exploring beloved stories in another universe. Imagine mad scientist. Meets Starbucks screenwriter. So, basically, we take a beloved movie from this dimension and pitch it with a new genre and therefore creating a new plot in this one. However, we're back on our fancy bullshit. This is an and this is a special episode. Yeah, it's a bonus episode. It's fucking Halloween. It's spooky time. Woo, woo, woo. So, yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. As uh, probably our mostly queer listeners <laughs> will also know it as uh, uh, the second season of Pride. It is Pride, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Boogaloo. Whatever. <laughs> we have three ghosts joining us. We have Ghosty Shane, Ghosty Ryan, and an unnamed ghost. I wanted a claw machine for our lovely Mel's. I need to name this ghost. Do it before it gets called Fred. <laughs> this is a threat. No, that is too mean. I can't do that. Thready Fred? No. Thread Fred? I'm gonna name it Ricky. Aww, For a second, I thought about Byron, and I was like, no, that's too mean. I can't do that. <laughs> if I were that pr just the, the move I just did, imagine the professor getting really, really mad, like puppet history professor. Also this professor, but yeah. 
was shake, the match shaking disappointed. But yeah, Ricky. He used to have a Steven, but it got wrapped, fucking ripped by my cats. This poor guy. Yeah. Um. Anyways, if you maybe remember uh, last time, like I think our second episode was a Halloween special because we dropped our podcasts shortly before Halloween last year. Right into spooky season because we're cool. Yes, exactly. So um, what we did, we decided on a non-spooky movie together and decided to make it horror. And um, each of us brings like a subgenre and a trope. And we decided to do the exact same thing this year. Yeah, last time it was Mamma Mia. And this time we're going to take you on one epic hike, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you want to call the masterpiece, this is Lord of the Rings. Um, the fellowship then yeah yeah you're right it's a hiking movie <laughs> yeah well you know it's a ro- it's a queer as road trip but just replace but just replace the road with like mountains and mines and sp- with people and rocky roads then you have We have a hiking movie, basically. And that is why we decided that I'm in charge of giving the rundown of the movie. Because all Lita would have said is like, it is a road trip, but hiking. Yes. They walking. They are walking. They are fucking walking. Disclaimer, I really, really love Lord of the Rings. Yes. No, no. (laughs) Everything that's being said, it's like being said in love. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I mean, in case you haven't seen Lord of the Rings... Pause this podcast immediately and get on that. Yes, also read the books, but oh my god, don't, oh my god, take care with when you when it comes to the Hobbit. <sighs> um, yeah. Uh, also read the books, but reading the books is hard. So just at least watch the movies. They're so good. The story is so good. The movies are a cinematic masterpiece. So also the Cimmerillion is fucking good, but. A lot of people don't understand it, which is weird. It is so complicated. I started reading and had a headache after two minutes, and I need to buy it again because my German version is lost, and I need an English version now. The English version is so beautiful, and it has so much, and it has so much mytholo- mythological. Yes, that is throwbacks, and it's really cool. And it's I like it's for the casual Lord of the Rings fan. This book is basically the Bible and the Lord of the Rings. But better, so much better. Like, oh my God, the lore, it goes so into detail and yes. all the different centuries. Ah, Yes, I, I mean, it's uh, it says uh, like it is the creation of this world, is a creation mythos, but like, um, and it is, uh, I think, like the first um, of the ages. There are like three ages, like Lord of the Rings, it's like the end of the third age. And the Samarim... Cimmerillion. Cimmerillion. <laughs> that was just like, my tongue was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, covers uh, the creation mythos in like the first age. And uh, the second age is currently covered by the Amazon TV show, uh, Rings of Power. Which I haven't seen, but I'm always rambling about how Galadriel reminds me of Daenerys because of the looks. Yes, I have seen two episodes and then I was falling behind because I'm me but the two episodes I saw I really enjoyed and I'm excited to continue watching um yes we both are big Lord of the Rings fans I would say yeah 
Yes. I think um, if you say you have seen Master and Commander like a lot of times, for me it's like the first Lord of the Rings. I think I've seen it at least 50 times. Understandable. It's it's great. It's definitely one of my comfort movies. I actually read the books when I was like, I think for like most people stand out pretty young. I was in middle school when I read the books. Yeah. And um, also watched the movies. And ever since I was like just pulled in this world, talking created. Um all of the movies but like especially the first one is just like pure pure happy plays i would say <laughs> oh to me it's actually all of the movies because all of the whole movies combined it's just such a happy place yes ob- i mean and, ah, i yes. don't have a favorite of them that's really sad i don't think i have a favorite i wouldn't say that the first movie is my favorite movie but i would say that the first movie brings me the most comfort because the least things getting fucked up in the first movie. They are because they are just walking and at some point being at a different place and talking. <laughs> Gimli smashes his fucking axe trying to destroy the ring and then offering his axe. Listen, this is going to be a point I'm going to be pissed about the whole time. But let's not go into detail just now. But uh, it's, everything is so pretty and I always wanted to be Legolas because he's an inspiration. And yeah, I was so... I also took up archery because of that fuck. Listen, I was equally young. Lord of the Rings was basically what to other people was Harry Potter. Mm. When I grew up. So, yeah. I mean, The Hobbit was... I've heard... uh, My father read The Hobbit to me when I was a kid, I think. So, like, around four or five... I was quite young when I heard The Hobbit story for the first time, which was confusing... Like, in retrospect, because the movie didn't make any sense at all. The movie doesn't make any sense, period. (laughs) We don't need to argue about the movies not making sense. But it has a dragon. It has a dragon. I mean, I'm not 100% sure if I read The Hobbit first or after I finished Lord of the Rings. But I definitely also, like, I read it, like, around the same time as I read Lord of the Rings, for sure. It It was read to me, so The Hobbit was first for me, then came Lord of the Rings... And then came the Cimmerillion at like age nine and I was really into it and annoying people. Hi, I'm autistic, if you <laughs> haven't noticed. Yeah. I read history books for fun. Doesn't everyone? Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Lord of the Rings is like um, the classic high fantasy. Yes. It basically is the definition of high fantasy because Lord of the Rings is what made this kind of genre happen. Yeah. In the time when fantasy was like really uh, not a thing and really burned out, like Lord of the Rings came in and did something amazing. <laughs> and it inspired so many different worlds. Like yes. imagine D&D without ever so often slashing back to Lord of the Rings to pull on one of those special hiking trips. Yeah, no, like I think all fantasy that comes after Lord of the Rings is... At least like those like medieval fantasies are one way or another inspired by Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's just, it is such an important work for fantasy, for modern fantasy. Um, also, what would cottagecore be without like the subgenres of hobbitcore? Because hobbitcore and autumn, that is a thing that goes hand in hand. And we're right now in autumn. Yes. We just passed Hobbit Day, which was on the 27th, 2nd of September. And yeah, and it's it's such a cozy world to dive yeah. into. Yes, I. Like, 
hi i'm um i'm a normal person i don't get emotional over fandoms very easily and so it wasn't always that if i read or watched especially the first lord of the rings but like all of them because as a casual viewer you don't know that but like i mentioned it's like the third age and basically what you see is middle earth after like an apocalypse like that's basically what happened in the second age so what you're seeing is like a post-apocalyptic world and it's like the minds of moria especially like (sighs) i will always and i swear to you always tear up when i see the scene because i'm imagining how it was before because i'm like this world was once like so it's still bright and beautiful yes. and buzzing with life yes. and yes. all of this quickening life just got run and turned into skeleton and you are aware of your own mortality like memento mori right into your face and you cannot do anything else but shudder and cry and be in despair about this madness because you cannot stop the everlasting thrash of time it progresses and at some point you will be one of those skeletons and your ancestors will cry at your wake for realizing uh, that is going to be your fate oh shit Hi. are you okay <laughs> <laughs> i am being possessed by my uh, by john keats again i'm sorry um I totally agree with the first half of your rant. It is because I'm imagining how beautiful it once was. I don't care as much about the skeletons. Like, sure, it's sad (laughs) and stuff. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, how beautiful it must have looked. Like, how beautiful everything of Middle-earth was before it was destroyed, before it was literally dying. Like, and um, even now you can, like, see the parallels between, like, Middle-earth and our Earth with, like, climate change. Like, how things die and how things are changing. And um, even when I was, like, a small child and now also it like i don't know it makes me long for something i don't know and makes me something long gone but it hasn't been passed that long it's it just makes it's just i don't know it's just a longing in me i can't explain when i when i see that and think about that and i don't know it can't be really nostalgic it is hereth that is a welsh word hereth Okay. It's, it is very, it's, it means home, but it's, it's, it's the longing for a home which is gone and never has been. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, basically that. Yeah. So um, that's but actually that's one of the things I enjoyed very much in the first two episodes because they show Moria, they show Moria in their like Ooh, high glory. times. In their glory and literally i saw that and i cried oh, hi i'm fine i'm not crying over a fucking mine <laughs> um i'm always oh i'm always oh god when i saw it the first time i was really scared and i was hiding and my i was hiding with my dog under a blanket next to my dad because i was really scared of the skeletons hi and now i just get really reminded of death and it's just like yeah and I just imagine how Gimli, I'm just putting myself into Gimli's position because oh he was God. really hyped. He was really happy to go back to this yes. place, this place he was worshipping as like the safe haven. He was, it was, it was the place to be. It was the safe space. And then yes. it, everything was in ruins and in shackles. Cobwebs like, were everywhere. And it was just. 
I, heart-wrenching. The generational drama of dwarves, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to dive into this because it's a whole other thing. Yeah, I also don't want to think about that with the elves because the elves, they have some serious issues. They need loads and loads of family therapy. Also, Everyone needs therapy. <laughs> okay. Um, Except for Bilbo. I would kick his ass. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Bilbo don't necessarily need therapy, but like everyone else, give them therapy, please. Okay, we rambled on a long time about the longings of Middle-earth and our feelings <laughs> towards Lord of the Rings, and I haven't explained anything yet. So um, I'm See, that's why I said we need a shortcut, and I'm, say, I'm, I'm putting it out there. The shortcut is, it is a long-ass hiking trip. Yes. Okay, listen. I hope you pause this episode and are back now if you haven't watched a lot of things and done that now. Um, otherwise, um, still do it, please. I'm going to give you a quick reminder if it's been a while. The rundown. Um, there is Middle-earth. <laughs> and uh, Sauron is like um, the evil and he created nine rings and um, one for himself to rule them all. Okay, I'm fine. And um, if you like it, you know, I'm so scared of all this players. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, uh, we are like um, one age later. This all happened in this. Leto is dancing, it's really distracting me. <laughs> Second age, in the third age, um, the ring lands in the um, hands of the hobbit named Bilbo. And um, he gives it to his nephew, Frodo. And um, yeah, anyways, uh, the quest is to destroy the ring where it was made in Mordor. Um, and <laughs> for that, our crew of heroes um, start their epic hike. Epic hike. Um, uh, they, um, first, like, first we have our hobbits. Frodo, the one who gets the ring, Sam, basically his gardener, but like also his like best friend. And it's, I mean, I don't want to talk how wholesome the relationship between those two are, but like, I'm not going to get into it because it's going to be another like 15 minute rant. But They're married. Yes. But also like, do I like to read it as they married? Yes. But do I also love to read it as just like a really deep, friendship between men because we don't have that often enough also yes <laughs> thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> fair enough but what about Marilyn and pippin though what are they besides dumbasses but chaotic <laughs> <laughs> yeah Good, mary and pippin they're like i think distant cousins to frodo or something and I mean, let's be real in Hobbiting, everyone is re related with everyone. I feel like it. Yeah, they're, they're basically Alabama, but nobody's talking about it. Let's not open. <laughs> let's not open the scan of worms <laughs> because I don't want to get into it. There are hobbits at the bottom, and you do not want to. Ho and you do not want to have hobbit worms. They are very hairy. Very wormy. So first of all, I will never want to think of a hairy hobbit worm. Thank you very much. Your hand motion, though. Like, why did you need to motion how a worm is looking? <laughs> I know how a worm is looking. And this is fine. We are not completely... 
cursed image of the episode achieved. Yes. <laughs> Probably somewhere screaming someone bingo. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Pippin and Mary, they're like really, really young. And um, they go on this um, quest because like they are like related and friends with Frodo and Sam. On their quest, they are meeting Aragorn, who is just known to them. Is it about the Hobbit worm? <laughs> no, it's about the song. There's, I do not know many German songs, and there's one German song by a very weird band, and it's about, and it's called Aragon, and it's, I don't know, it's terrible. Okay, I'm gonna carry on. <laughs> yes, and I just yes, Aragon's deal is he is basically the descendant of Isildur who failed to like destroy the ring in the Second Age, so he feels like it's his burden. But um, he doesn't really want to become king, but he kind of has to become king to like get all of humankind together and fight this evil. Um, they don't meet him as king though. They meet him as Strider. Right. Strider was his name. Yes. He wasn't called Aragorn for no. like ages. He was Aragorn, the man he son of Araton. Yes. He, they know him as Strider and just thinking like he is a man of the wild. He Anyways, with his help, um, they make it to... Um, now I'm blanking mm. on the space. Rivendell. Rivendell. They make it there. <laughs> I needed a second. Uh, and um, there they meet uh, the other fellows of the Fellowship of the Ring, um, which would be, as mentioned before, Gimli, the dwarf, who's like trying to destroy the ring with his axe and later offering it up. Also Legolas, um, like we said, an elf. The baby. We have um, also Boromir, who is... Um, oh, he gets... He, he, he. He's Sean Bean and he dies. Yes, because he's Sean Bean and he dies. <laughs> That's his whole deal. Yes. I completely um, forgot about him. He has a brother, though. Yes, he has a brother, Faramir. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boromir is the son of the um, steward of Gondor, who is, like, ruling over it because the real descendants of the king Aragorn hasn't been there for, like, uh, ever. <laughs> and um, so was, like, a lot of, like, the... Um, Descendants of this uh, Isildur didn't rule Gondor for a very long time, and so he feels threatened by Aragorn, and like he's kind of a douchebag, but um, he's also like very deceptible to the powers of the Ring. The Ring wants to be used for evil and tempts people, and he's like very deceptible the, towards that. Oh, Byron love the Ring. Then he, um, as mentioned before, he dies at the end, but he dies honorably defending uh, Merry and Pippin. Um, we have obviously Gandalf as well. Uh, Gandalf the Grey. Gandalf the Gay. Also that. He is um, <laughs> one of the five wizards sent to Middle-earth to help the fight against the evil. Um, he's also Magneto. And he's yeah. best friends with the seventh doctor. Just want to point that out. Yes, that's all of that is true. Um, he's basically the mastermind behind this operation. He's the one who's like, oh shit, that is the ring. Oh shit, we need to throw it in the fire. Fly, you fools! Exactly. Um, yeah, he f dies. Yes. Absolutely. You shall not pass. Yes. Also, he's a meme lord. Let's be real. Yeah, also that, also that. Um, 
Right, and this crew is um, trying to get the ring to Mordor to throw it in the fire. Okay. There's also a funny little creature going around named Gollum. A.K.A. me. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was the owner before Bilbo got the ring and is poisoned by it. Precious. That was good. <laughs> and so he's following them around, but he doesn't play really like a big role in the first one. I just needed to mention him because yeah, maybe we want to use him because it's Gollum. Um yeah, I wrote on the ring as a character, but like we already discussed it. The ring, um, the ring has a secret name. It is Clara. I've, I'm establishing that now. Clara. The ring is called Clara. Yes. Okay. Uh, Clara has power over people, and um, if um, they put it on, like um, uh, Sauron can can kind of sense where they are. So um, we also have Saruman, the White. That's like the um, highest of the wizards, but. Wait, he Christopher. Oh, oh, you've been a clever boy, haven't you? Past me. Always oh, just. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he's um, trying to um, get on the side of uh, Zarand because he wants power and he doesn't believe that they can win over him. And um, he's um, trying to stop the hike when they're going over a mountain with like um, a lot of snow and thunder. And that's why they have to get back and go through the mountain to the means of Moria. In Moria. Mines. Uh, Not the memes. The memes of Moria. The memes of Moria. <laughs> the mines of Moria. <laughs> where they um, um, met a lot of orcs. Um, orcs are like the anti-elves. Um, created by... Um, <laughs> the orcs are the anti-elves, like the anti-book cover. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't know how you call the back of a book, so I called it anti-cover. I don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> it has it has, it has, has a f fucking good name, and it's so idiotic. I completely I mean, it's it. a... I mean, you said the text on the back is a blurb, but, like, that's not the back. That's oh, the yeah. text. So the back is the anti-cover. Fight me on that. Everyone, right now, tweet at me and tell me I'm wrong because I know I'm not. So that's needed that's, to be said. That, that's that's that that's solved. Okay, amazing. Yeah, the end. Uh, the end. You know, if you hit copy and paste way too many times, you get an orc. If you would copy an elf. Yeah, but also Open like printer <laughs> smashes Thranduil into the printer. <laughs> <laughs> I need more of this boy. <laughs> Arzok comes out after like 10 copies. <laughs> I mean, this was like a lot of torture and shit, but like, let's not get into like the creation of orcs because that would go too far. Smashes Thranduil into printer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and we have a Balrog in there. This is the guy that actually gets like Gandalf to like fall down really far and um, die heavy acrods. Um, the fellowship continues walking. They come into the um, uh, into the forest where Galadriel, the queen of queens, um, <sighs> uh, is. Um, she has some terrible foresight and sees what can happen and what might happen. And then Frodo decides that he is a ring bearer and he probably has to do that alone. And they not walk, but like go via ship. Um, uh, on the river and um, then they get um, attacked by orcs everyone's fighting Frodo decides to go over long but Samwise Gamgee the hero he is doesn't let go Frodo alone so Merry and Pippin gets kidnapped Boromir tries to save them but dies 
and um, uh, Frodo and Sam are looking off to Mordor and be like, it's going to be a long-ass journey, and the others, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas decide to save the hobbits. And that's how this uh, three-hour hiking movie ends. And um, I think we always spend probably over half an hour and we're not even revealed our subgenres yet. Yeah. So let's get on to that. What kind of subgenre do you have for me have for me today? Okay. Oh boy. Um one of them is gonna be really cool. Because we have Christopher Lee. So Okay. My special subgenre is classic monsters appearing throughout the movie. So the mummy or Dracula maybe in the minds of Moria Frankenstein's monster, ev- either among the Oreos, my autocorrect wrote Oreos and I was laughing my ass off, <laughs> so among the orcs, and since Saruman is played by Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee played Dracula, that's perfect. Maybe um, Saruman can transform into a bat and at some point just appears as Dracula <laughs> and is like, well, hello there. So your subgenre is a monster movie. Did I catch that My correct? subgenre is a monster movie like classic monsters. This is going to be a lot of fun because it really, really clashes with my uh, subgenre. Oh, boy. Um, because I thought, oh, we have high fantasy. So we're definitely going to do in a science fiction kind of horror direction. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, things along like alien um, would be like science fiction horror. Um, Frankenstein's monster just chess bursting out of dwarves i mean in theory (laughs) like frankenstein could be our connection because i would also consider frankenstein science fiction um horror i can see a shit ton of bats just bursting out of orcs nice and my trope is that someone falls down and instead of like just getting up like a normal human being and continue running they like do the weird crawly thing on the floor not like that like generally trying to get away from the the killer but like Ah! instead of getting up and running away like normal people they stay on the floor I love that you do folly work (laughs) that you decided for this episode folly work was a necessity yeah yeah I've never done so sound effects what we're doing at now apparently Um, yeah, okay, where do we go from there? Let's think about that. We have have science fiction and classic monsters. Yeah. I mean, what you can do is you can take science fiction to explain the classic monsters. Like, that the classic monsters were recreated by aliens to spook those people because they saw classic monster movies and thought that's the scariest shit. There's like one direction you can go in. Or we generally just do both. Or we see if we can like just like work with like Frankenstein and say like the Frankenstein story is science fiction. Um, thing is, I would love to keep supernatural elements in it. Like I would love to have re-ima- reanimated corpses in Moria. That is a thing I would love to have. I don't think that my alien idea like wouldn't go against that. I don't think it does. I think you, I think the aliens maybe have like just technology to make this happen. I yeah. don't think that I wouldn't do a thing like where well, it wasn't real. No, no, it's real, but it's orchestrated by aliens. Okay. Also, maybe Saruman 
then obviously is an alien who is able to shape shift because yes. his uh his biology is just made like that. Yes, like I he has see like camouflage mutation. Gandalf also has. Oh, Gandalf is basically Magneto. Let's be real. <laughs> we can't keep Gandalf. Oh, yeah, he just power merged with Charles. I mean, yes, he's. Uh, oh my god, that did happen in the comics. That was onslaught, and it was fucking terrifying. Oh. Um, I'm thinking um the ring. Probably it's like an alien artifact, right? Um, I'm thinking about um because I renamed the ring Clara. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're talking about Clara. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about if you remember um Oswin, the episode uh with. Uh, with the Dal- with the girl in the Dalek, like Clara's yes, first appearance. Po- no, it wasn't called the Impossible Girl. It was called something. No. Uh, Archive uh, Arch- uh, of, of the, the Daleks. Daleks. Yeah. Basically, um, what if we have a situation like this again, where somebody, where the voice of the ring is Clara, is like a trapped person. Maybe it's actually Clara Oswald. Let's be real here for a second. Clever. But I want the ring still to be evil. The ring obviously is evil. Was Clara ever good? We do not really know. I mean, she was inspired by the master. Not really inspired. Well, we don't know. Don't really, really know the real deal about Clara. It was never properly revealed. I don't trust. She was good. 100%. Hmm. She saved the doctor so many times. Yeah. That's her whole deal. Her whole deal is that she's in all of time and space looking over the doctor. Yeah, true. I have my own head cannons on this point, but on the other side, I love this person. <laughs> Anyways, and um, yeah, so we basically have an evil Clara who is just a suit out for destruction. Like she was created and brought into the world to. Is Clara an AI? Um. Uh. Uh. <laughs> yes and no. So basically, she once was a person who got uh who died in unmerciful f- that so basically she's the ghost of the machine. Yes, I can see that. It's kind of I don't know why Doctor Who is suddenly a part of it, but it's kind of like um science in the library kind yes, of deal. Yes. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Doctor Who is suddenly part of this. I'm sorry if you haven't seen Doctor Who. Also do that. Oh, fuck. So many spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, River oh, Song. No. Also part of Simon's and Library. Yes, exactly. That's why. Oh, my God. Can we give Legolas a River Song update? Can Legolas have River Song curls? Why are we like that? Doctor Who is not part of this. No, it isn't. But but yes. I need Legolas to have River Song Curls. Let's do it. I think I need to record a disclaimer at the beginning that Doctor Who spoilers are in here. Which <laughs> is like, imagine you're seeing like Lord of the Rings something something. And then in the beginning of the episode, I'd be like, this is a disclaimer. In this episode, we're going to heavily spoiler some episodes of Doctor Who. For example, season seven, eight, nine, maybe also four, and season four of like new who, of not new the old who, one. not classic who. 
And that is the first thing you're gonna hear, probably gonna copy past it in there actually, because it was it was a scammer. After he list, after reading it's a Lord of the Rings horror thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be confusing as fuck. Oh yes. Okay. So we she she's a she's a ghost the machine thing. Yes. Gollum is some kind of failed experiment of the aliens. Yeah. Oh, my precious. Precious? He was probably like, um, he was spliced with alien DNA to become a shapeshifter, but the host rejected and it. And then they perfected it with Saruman. Yes. Yes. Because Saruman was already a hybrid, like an off humanoid hybrid like he was a hybrid of like a mutant species which was close to humans but not but not like they were like a sub subspecies basically um the high alien species are for example um ravens that's the high species and the low species are cratins and crows like subspecies of this and he was like a crow, like not a fully raven, but he was a crow. So like the father of Saruman and the mother of Saruman was a human or whatever. Anyways, and the, obviously the gene splicing, the splicing in of the alien shapeshift, the DNA worked. And he became the golden boy of the alien. Yes, but like one failed experiment is Gollum. Yeah. Okay. What is the importance of the ring? Hmm. Maybe that is like the first time they managed to do that, like trapping a like consciousness in something, and they need to repeat it, or is it something else? Is something maybe, more sinister? Um, maybe yeah, it's more sinister. It's like the essence of life, the key to immortality, to like exp- not only the key to immortality, but to go beyond immortality. It's like basically you're you're becoming gods. With this ring. And you also get like really fucked up powers. Yeah. Becoming basically gods is really no. fucked up powers. Okay. Um, do we just, because we have classical monsters anyway, do we just make every organ to a zombie? Yeah. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Some orcs are like chest bursting orcs because... Yes, we need to see it. Yes. Okay. And then Saruman is shape-shifting experiment. Yeah. Because we have Christopher Lee, and Christopher Lee is also Dracula, and he's fucking badass. The whole fucking cast is actually badass. I mean, yeah, this cast so is Ian McKellen. Can we talk about him for a second? Like, sir, please adopt me. Let me be your son. Truly, it's, truly. He's such a he's a gay icon. I mean, he was also Magneto. He was Magneto. He's 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 my other dad. I have five dads. Let's not talk about this. Everything's a dad. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, we have this ring and the idea is that people become gods. It's probably also like the first experiment. And then it got... Um, maybe it got stolen by the fake experiment Gollum. And then from Gollum, Bilbo stole it. And then yeah. Frodo got it. So we keep like this whole thing going. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Maybe they were actually testing the ring on fake uh, on Gollum. They have to be testing the ring on him because they were like, um, oh, 
nothing has worked this isn't a failed experiment and they bring out clara because clara is obviously whispering to them and manipulating them and Gollum, uh like the experimentation on yeah or i'm thinking even more sinister they're like yes Gollum isn't a failed experiment he's no use to us but hey we can uh, test this fucked up thing on him yeah and he over and he turns invisible and it's gone it's gone because clara has uh uh, her own like agenda which is like probably a world domination mm. so um and she, she needs a and she, and she needs a stronger host because also yes. she's sucking out life yes she's sucking out life she yeah. definitely does that she needs that life exists uh, essence to get even more powerful mm. and Gollum has like the lives of two now within him he's not pregnant he's just two souls now <laughs> he's gender fluid He's not pregnant. I need to <laughs> clarify that. I needed to clarify that because oh, the fan arts I've seen. So, um, no offense, but we already have like kind of evil Galadriel. So I would just say, uh, we keep her evil. Just we like when she goes like full on. You would uh, have a um evil queen. Do not turn me straight. Hello. <laughs> Um, is her whole monologue that oh. we just keep this Galadriel maybe? Yes, please, but I do not want to be straight. <laughs> I'd be so straight for her. This is terrifying. But yes, evil Queen Galadriel is 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 the yes. Yes, we need her in this movie. The question is: Is she's part of the aliens, or is she just like maybe the other? She rings? is. Um, uh, evil Queen Galadriel is an actual goddess. Like she's of the old gods. She's of the old gods. Here, she is from. Um, she's like an overseer of the universe, who's got uh, who's who lives in her foresty path world of world. It's kind of a prison, but the ring ever so often calls to her, and Clara wants to be reunited with her, because well. United with her. Because the life power is so strong. Because first of all, the life power is so strong. And they they are both f- pure fucking evil. You know what I really love? Because I had like a back of, a backup genre kind of. If you like thought of the same thing. Oh, it's the opposite. Um, and my backup was um, Lovecraftian horror. And we're kind of going this direction now as well. So we got the genre I didn't even reveal in there now as well. <laughs> Sweet. And yeah, uh, they would um, they would s- sympathize, merge, and become like and through not even the whole not the whole universe and its parallel worlds into complete utter darkness. Stars would burn, and was crushed. Kingdoms would fall, and everything would be silent, and the mines of Moria would be silent. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what is Sauron then? Is Sauron just like the um, leader of the aliens? Um, Sauron is just a fucking protection. He's he's basically the heal the seal campaign. He so is. Uh, he is like he's the evil you pray to but do not understand. He's like the shadow government or something. So he doesn't exist. It's made up by aliens. He's made up to distract. So like a wizard of Oz kind of yeah. thing. Basically, what about our people in the Fellowship of the Ring? 
that is um strider is a rebel leader mm -hmm. river song aka <laughs> legolas is one of those high class descendants of goddess of the goddess galadriel yes like they they are high nobility top tier wouldn't mix with others pure-blooded bitches the precious pure-blooded bitches who live like off-world on in a sanctuary i mean i would keep the fellowship in this journey they're doing yeah they're obviously doing that but if you say like legolas is there then it keeps to himself that doesn't make any sense no he he breaks he breaks off because they have to okay. get there okay like they have to get to uh, rivendell which is now a planet off-world is it? I would keep it in the, in the middle earth. Okay. Then it's a sanctuary, which is a bit... Yes. Off. Yes, that's of course. Um, I don't know. I kind of want a dark ending for this one. Hello? Clara and evil Galadriel need to be reunited. I'm not having a happy ending for this. Uh, yes, I, I... As bad as it sounds, I want that the ring sucks the whole life form out of Frodo. Like, I want... Um, crumbling uh, masses of hobbits. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to see like how he gets skinnier and skinnier. And I want life. hobbit stew. Fucking potato hobbit stew. And we're back on the cannibalism. Like um, he gets skinnier, and you see how with life it's draining, and at the end he's like literally just like skin and bones, and, and like dies. Literally descending into madness. Yeah, like it gets it gets darker. It gets really fucking paranoid. At some point, there's he kills Sam. Yes. Oh my god! Like Sam tries to take the ring off him, and Clara fucking overpowers Sam. It is more, and it is Clara who does an alternate reality like Frodo st suddenly does not see Sam as Sam anymore but he sees him as uh, Sauron Sauron and then he takes out um, his fancy fucking weapon he has he's got it's got a special name forgot about it and just stabs him hey so many times <laughs> he ran into my knife he ran into my knife ten times. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And then yes. shortly before his last breath is taken, he sees Sam spitting blood out of his mouth, like a real gush of blood is leaking. And Frodo snaps out of it for just a blink of a second because Clara obviously has to reform herself. Like she also has to shut down for a tiny bit like close her eyes and in this moment Frodo snaps out of it sees the blood on his hands sees his friend collapsing into his arms as he's dying and Frodo's just like what have I done <sighs> and then then Clara takes control again and then Clara takes control again because you talked about hobbits do I like Pippin and Mary they just straight up get eaten by the orcs yeah they are thrown into fucking stew alongside potatoes Hot bit stew. Hot bit stew. Okay. Uh, uh, Aragorn is um, the, the leader of the, the revolution, the rebel leader, but like, yeah. he doesn't stand a chance. Like, he's too late. 
um, the second, um, like, um, he's with Frodo, but he can't stop him, and uh, Galadriel gets the ring, and, like, he can just, like, stand there in despair as he sees the he whole world going Galadriel, dark. listen, Galadriel will snap him like a twigs. Like a twig? Twigs. Twigs? Doesn't it called snap like a twig? I thought. Yeah, was... probably, but twigs. <laughs> but tricks, okay. <laughs> I accept that, I guess. Because he's a snack. That was the point I was making. He snapped. Okay, okay. He gets snapped like a twigs because he's a snack. <laughs> I'm glad we have to explain our jokes on here. Oh, <laughs> it is, listeners, it is 10 to 11 in the evening. Let's not talk about that, but yeah. continue with the episode. Okay, uh, I want Gimli to get torn apart by the dwarf skeletons. Yes. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yes. Um, what are we doing with Legolas? He's the lone survivor. He's, he's the last girl standing, even though he's not a girl. But he's the last girl standing. So the final girl? Yeah. Amazing. And... Boromir is just totally succumbed to the ring. Um, probably um, fucking forgot about him. Probably like feeds the anxieties and um, stuff that Frodo has. Tries to tear the group apart. Like it's just completely under the spell of Clara. Yes. What if in the end Galadriel takes uh, Galadriel and, and Clara just take in Legolas to, into their court? Of the unholy, and he becomes a god as well, like a minor god. Mm. I would love that for him. Uh, I would say because um, Gimli is getting torn apart by his um, skeleton ancestors, he is the one who falls down and not getting up, but like crawls awkwardly yeah. away. Because <laughs> he smashed his fucking axe like a ma- like a maniac in Rivendell. He would have survived if he would have thrashed his fucking axe. Because of like when, because we had like the the monsters. Maybe Boromir is getting bitten by um, uh, Saruman and then becomes completely like his cla- um, like his um, under like his spell and has to do whatever like he says. Yeah, and he's maybe he's also sucking out extra life form from from like the group because vampire. Mm. So like like we we make Boromir like. To like um, a vampire who is like serving um, uh, uh, Saruman, but nobody knows it. Yeah. Okay. A service vampire. <laughs> Vampires are gay. Um, they suck blood. What else do they suck? Everything. Um, <laughs> we we everything. still need. I mean, we're gonna have a mummy thrown in there, obviously, and... I mean, the mummies are... I mean, the mummy... Like, my idea for the mummy was um, in the Mines of Moria. Yes. And the mummies are the dwarves. Yes. Like, some are wrapped in shrouds. Yes, I would also... That so was my... What that I want to the say. Mummy. Yeah, definitely. And the Frankenstein's monster bit, we did that with Gollum. Yes, I just want to say that's basically Gollum. <laughs> and, yeah. Saruman is Dracula. Hello there, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary masters of the universe. And welcome to our pitch meeting. 
Nels, take it away. Today I'm presenting you Lord of the Rings, Sacrifice the Fellowship. Such a small thing with such an evil intent. An alien experiment to become gods in the hands of a hobbit who doesn't realize what horrible power will possess him soon. A fellowship tries to destroy this terrible artifact, but Clara, aka the ring, is too powerful. Soon Frodo is descending into madness, and the others being haunted by classic monsters and friends alike. And how even can one destroy evil, which is entirely made up, just to get the ring to the person with the most power and life force, so Clara can feed on them forever and ever. And most importantly, will anyone of the Fellowship survive this horror and can stop Galadriel and Clara? Who knows, dear listeners, who knows? Anyways, since such a fantastical tale is really hard to pinpoint an exact price paid in any currency on, we've thought about something different, a different way, method of paying. So our deal is we make this movie for a box of potatoes, the ring of power, obviously, and a free lap dance from Thranduil. The last one is really important. <laughs> the last one is really the thing that makes the deal. Like we would settle for one potato if that's a pot. Well, two potatoes. We are two people and potatoes <laughs> are needed. You don't want to share a potato with me. <laughs> I mean, I would love to, but imagine how much we can... You know what? We can turn one potato into curly fries and we can make vodka out of the other potato. Okay, I see the point. <laughs> um, or, or wait, we need the other potato to obviously heat the other potato because you can make energy with potatoes, electricity. Yes, I see potato the point. Battery. Yeah, I know, I know, the potato battery. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, tell us about our new uh, budget thingy. If you like that, if you find that funny, or if we should just go back to name the actual prices of the movies. Um, you can tell us that on Instagram at jellancher underscore official. On YouTube in the comments, you can find it there. Uh, find us there at j, uh, not at, but like if you look for jellancher. On Tumblr, you can... Um, Find us on um, In Another Reality. That's the name of our blog there. And on Twitter, we are at In Alia Ray Pod. If you like to support us, you can do that on Patreon. Um, our Patreon URL is ending with In Alia Ray. But if you search for In Another Reality, you will also find us. All of that is obviously linked down below in the description, as always. If you want stickers or something, we don't have a lot of merch and we're trying to set that up better. But like if you um, like something, you can just DM us on Instagram or tweet at us or Tumblr at us. <laughs> I don't know. Send a fucking carrier pigeon. Do that. Exactly. Uh, you can also always write us an email. It's also like down um, down below. It's uh, jlancher97 at gmail.com. Possibly, yes. No, it's. I'm pretty sure I did it under the business cast the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, um, the amazing books written by Lito, you can find them at um, ePubli. 
we still haven't checked, but maybe Kaufland. <laughs> um, uh, just, um, I mean, they are on Amazon, but support your local book dealers. Just ask them about the books. They should be able to order them. Yeah, just in case you've enjoyed any of this poetic rumbling, there's a lot more yes, where that came from. There's a lot more where that came from. And there's <laughs> going to be even more, hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As always, we'd really appreciate if you would subscribe to us and review us at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just leave some comments. We appreciate all of them from the bottom of our heart. And yeah, as always. From the bottom of our heart. Does it mean we share one heart? Yeah, of course. We share a brain cell. Makes sense. We share, a heart, we share a heart grenade. This is all combined heart. Okay, yeah, carry on. Um, anyways, <laughs> I lost my track. Oh no, I've lost the track. Is it the track is leaving to Mordor? Oh no, we're falling into the volcano. Oh no. Anyways, um, if you happen to be on an epic journey, on a very terrific hiking adventure, or just on any old gay road trip, listen to us. Refer your friends, your fellowship, your companions. Clara. The Clara, the gay elf you're just having to have a crush on. The evil gay overlord who's a queen. Refer us to them. Be like, hey, I know an episode you would really love. And as always, refer us to your friends, your family, your enemies, your dog, whatever. The bad you just just chest bursted out of your chest. <laughs> yes, before you die, let your last words be... Listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around with us. Safe, Safe travels. travels. Until next time. Woo! And happy Halloween. Happy spooky season. Woo!